Welcome to Vermont Artists and Authors, where we interview great storytellers and artists from the amazing Green Mountain State. This is episode 10. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the inspirational and acclaimed writer, illustrator, teacher, and Pushcart Prize nominee, Eva Zimmet. Eva, thank you for joining us. It's great to be here. Thank you, Barney. Yeah, you're welcome. So this is good. So you you put out here. So right now, as of the last couple of years, you have a, a children's book um, and a highly acclaimed book on a poetry. So we're gonna we'll be excited to talk about each one of those individually. But first, you want to kind of give our our viewers and also our listeners who might be driving in a car and and, and listening to this podcast uh, a little bit of background about yourself and how you got into writing your works. Yeah, sure. Uh, it it's it's an indirect path. I I consider you know the the history of how I got to where I am as uh, a practice, and I I see my work as a practice. Even the even the products, even the the product of a book. The book is is a tangible product, but language language is not. It's something that is collaborative with. Uh, the reader and um, has a life of its own, a lot like perform. I have a performance background, and um, I I tend to approach writing that way um, as a performance that will occur whenever you open the book. Mm. I had uh, early training. My mother was a painter, and she taught me a lot about um, uh, drawing and painting. And I have uh, written uh, for most of my life. So when um, when the publisher, I was um, signed on as an editor in a small hybrid publishing house here in um, Vermont. And we got to talking and it turned out I had a bunch of um, poems. And he said, is it enough to make a collection? And it was. So that's how that's how that happened. Mm. And. With the children's book um, that I illustrated, um, I had uh, I've got a bunch of children, and we would draw together all the time, and um, I would uh, start doodling these uh, these pictures of of my own um, memory from my own memory of of uh, uh, the ballet world. I think you you mentioned so. So you're also teach tango is this was this the impetus of this this storyline or how did you sit down and say listen i'm going to make this book called lucy dancer what was that how did that creation phase happen for you um so that that's a really good question uh it's a story it going back to the practice the idea of practice um, the story of Lucy Dancer is uh, more or less, I mean, it's based on a true story. We can say that. And uh, the, the um, su- subject of Lucy Dancer uh, comes to ballet reluctantly. Mm. Um, and then she finds in it um, something, a connection, a joy, a comfort, a connection that keeps her in it and allows her to 
manage somehow the life outside of dancing. And that was true for me too. And it's not really an exaggeration uh, for me to say that uh, ballet saved saved me, saved my mm. life. And in that way, I wanted to tell the story of, of what it is to find a practice that will uh, be something that can sustain you, find a community that is something that will sustain you. Um, and that's what happened to uh, this young dancer in the in the story, Lucy. And it happens to uh, many many people who find a community and a practice that uh, sustains them. Mm. It's healing, healing, mm. and at times art is uh, life saving. I like to try to emphasize that. So, so tango tango came much later. Okay. <laughs> So this book was published in 2019, correct? Yeah. It came out in 2019. So what did you, how did it work for you to, how did you get your book published? Because you actually did it through, this isn't self-published. You connected with a Rootstock Publishing, correct? Yep. Okay. Um, so what happened was I, I was uh, in a conversation with, with the, the head of the, this organization, Rootstock Publishing, and we were talking about me being an editor for them. And we were talking about many things. And he said, oh, can I, uh, can I also see the pictures that you've got for this story that you're telling me you, you have? And so um, I brought them our next meeting. And he said, oh, wow, I would like to publish this. So I, it was already you know, a, a, almost a, a dummy, you know, a mock-up for um, for being a children's book, uh, and and we just uh, polished it and and uh, got it published. So, tell me about Rootstock Publishing. Then. Yeah, Rootstock Pub Publishing is a hybrid publisher. The author uh, pays part of the uh, uh, portion of the um, production price, and um, gets to uh, in exchange for that gets to retain uh, more rights, I, I suppose, and. Then otherwise, I also got the added benefit of being able to write and illustrate my book, which is really not often the case in children's book. In traditional uh, children's book publishing, the, um, the author is one thing, then the publisher, it's their job to find an illustrator. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I was holding out for so long, because I wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> Because you know it's ballet. You know there are not a lot of people who draw ballet in a way that I approve of. <laughs> <laughs> it's not horrible. It's the snobby part of uh, ballet. So I said there's a lot of good reviews on there. Was that the heavy lifting to get that book out to reviewers? Was that on your side, or was that, or did the publishing house do that for you? No, it's. Um, more uh more on my side than okay. than uh anything that is the other uh deal with a uh, hybrid publisher is that more of the promotional burden <laughs> mm -hmm. um falls on the on the author uh and i i um haven't been connected with the ballet world for years and years so i just um 
uh, went to the people in the dance world uh, that I knew. And some of them had ballet backgrounds as I did. So they, right. they knew what they were looking at. So it, uh, it worked out. Right. So let me ask you then, when you're putting this together, what is, what's the thing you're excited about? And what's the thing that you consider more of the chore is like, do you consider yourself a writer who draw who does art or do you consider yourself an artist that writes? Um, I, mm, that's really hard to say because I haven't really hit a, a professional stride in mm. um, the drawing and illustrating part. So professionally, I would say I'm a writer uh, more than an illustrator, but I've, um, I've always done both. Right. And so in my, in my uh, collection of poetry, I have these uh, itsy bitsy little uh, line drawings that are pen and ink, which is what I, you know, in Lucy Dancer, that's what I started with is line drawings. And then, and then I did watercolor over that. And ordinarily, I would just do the line drawing. Uh, neither one is, is a chore or a burden. Um, that comes in promotion. Some as a, as, a, as a dancer as well, and also as a writer and an artist, you have the passive art form. You know, if someone's not watching you dance, you're still dancing. So there's that passive art form that's still happening, where the active art form of reading a book, the book doesn't read itself. You have to actively be engaged in that book. Do you see there's a, a different expectation on the different art forms to where you know that the audience is going to be that the there's um the engagement of, of your audience is determined based off of the genre itself it's a fascinating i idea uh that i will not be able to answer quickly <laughs> but, no it's it's a really really interesting what is the experience of of the collaboration because in a book it will sit there until it's read mm. or somebody reads it to you um and then and then the uh the the listener will have have the experience and they'll also have the experience in memory and also have the experience in rereading it or telling somebody else about it, you know, once the experience has, has been um, had, uh, it can, it can repeat. Uh, it will never repeat quite, quite the same. And in uh, performing arts, it is um, uh, even more like that. There, there's never any two performances that are uh, alike. Mm. Uh, and, and even if you're watching something that is uh, recorded, that was a performance, uh, then, then you get back into the same thing. The, the, um, the viewer has uh, uh, a new experience every time. Um, so in many ways, it's, um, it's the same. Dancing might be a little more uh, public. I, I, I love writing because it is so personal. Mm. I mean, in, intimate. Right. Um, a, a, you know, a single pair of eyes <laughs> or a single pair of, however you're experiencing it, um, will have that. And in dancing, there are the dancers, it, it might be a, a whole audience. Um, and it's a little bit more of a group, uh, a group experience. And so talk to us a bit now about 
chatting about your your children's book and we'll talk mm -hmm. about your poetry in a little bit what's your the the, the style itself are you do someone that will work on a digital is it watercolor or yeah it's it's watercolor it it went the the process of turning it into a, a children's book um committee decision was made <laughs> to saturate the colors and then it went to a digital artist who uh, in the finished work, they're, they're saturated uh, yellow backgrounds, saturated blue backgrounds, and it, okay. it, it, you know, the color just pops. They did their best to retain my watercolor uh, effect, um, but you, you have to look for it um, right. in, in, the, in the published book. So what, what I do is I, I do the line drawing. I don't trace. Um, I uh, that was trained out of me uh, <laughs> by by my my mother, who is a, a, a professional artist, and mm -hmm. um, she she wouldn't let me as a child. She wouldn't let me use erasers, and she wouldn't let me trace, and she wouldn't <laughs> let me draw from photographs. Um, I mean, it's not that she wouldn't let me. She just it w it was clearly extremely disparaging about <laughs> those, those techniques. And so I, um, what I did for the book um, is I, I drew them in drafts until um, I got one that came out the way I wanted it. Hmm. So I would always draw it freehand with, with no, no pencil underneath and uh, no tracing. Um, so that it would be uh, as as dynamic and as um, much of uh, mimicking the dance itself as it okay. could be. So you sent to the publisher storyboard like that sketch, and then that's when they used the digital artist to. No, no, I I I continued to refine the okay. the the pictures, right. and then I did the watercolor on top of them. Um, and the digital artist um, did the solid saturated background. I see. So I'm really curious now. So like that initial step, that sketch there where, did you take a watercolor paper and then type out the words or? No, but I, I placed them. Um, okay. I, right. I've got Photoshop too. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. All so right. I, I, I um, did as much as I could. In fact, I even used a font that my son created. Oh, wow. Because uh, he, he does that. He's a, a font designer. And um, so it's, it's set in NCT Torin. That was his name for this, this particular font. So I, I um, you featured his font and I set the text on the, on the, um, pictures okay. and then really all the uh digital um artist added was the um saturated behind the text color okay. like in, in the one we're looking at it's it's this um mustard yellow so how, what was your because it was through publishing but plus you said it was like a hybrid not not really self-publishing and not really publishing house it was this this hybrid how much of a say did you have on the digital artists when they put in that mustard yellow did you say great or no or they said i i had i had some meetings with her and we 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 hammered it out so it was more or less kind of like a back and forth compromise thing or did they say this this will mean a this is a good this is a good picture for the picture book or how did that yeah uh, uh no i mean we used all the uh yeah we we kept 
everything that I did, the the order, the order of everything, all my illustrations, uh, we kept that. My my setting the type and and mm. placing the the blocks of text. And uh, for instance, in 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 this one, the digital artist um, split the green background down the middle. Okay. That that was one of her more you know creative um, additions. You know, there were there were ones where I had a a glow uh, a glow around the the uh, character, um, and it's you know goes with the text. At mm. at that at one point of concentration, um, an artist really gets in a zone, and everything just sort of vanishes <laughs> around around this this zone. Right. Um, and so I, I had a glow in my, so making that digital was a little bit of a challenge, but she, she did a, a beautiful job on that. Um, and, and so, so, but obviously so you're, you're happy with the product because you had Rootstock Publishing do your, your poetry book as well, correct? Yes. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did my poetry book book as well. Um, who was I to say no when somebody offers to publish your stuff, right? Right. Um, so so that was uh, uh, delightful. And it was um, um, it was a little before the pandemic that, that right. we we made the deal. And then it, it you know, the uh, launch was was during the pandemic. Um, but I it, it was it was wonderful because I I got to um, uh, bring it into the world. Um, uh, a lot of authors talk about um, talk about a book um, having a birthday right. uh, a year after the launch, and and I can see why because it it really feels uh, as if you're incubating something for a very long time, and then um, and then uh, it comes into the world. Uh, so talk to us a bit about this book. Uh, what it's this is also available um, th through your website. And the, you can get it through other uh, major uh, online book retailers as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Because um, that's the uh, a huge advantage over uh, self publishing. You get um, you get this ISBN number, and you get to. Um, be involved or qualify for all sorts of things that you wouldn't mm. if you were self-published. And, and so that's uh, one reason to hold out for um, and, and continue grinding through those submissions, you know, to, to um, hybrid or, or larger house uh, publishers is that they have access just solely by virtue of them being a publishing house um, that a self-published uh, author might not have. Okay. So, so talk to us. So, so uh, what can people expect from the, the lost grip? Do you want to kind of give us a background on this one? Yeah. Um, so in the lost grip, um, I, uh, I'm working around a theme of uh, one's relationship to trauma mm. and uh, what it takes to uh, recover from it, survive it, recover from it, um, and uh, be able to move on. 
and that's uh what one can expect right. <laughs> i guess uh, from it it is it is uh not a downer to read this it um one one reviewer said it, that the book is not for the faint of heart um and yet <laughs> it's um it it is it uh took many years for me to come to a place where uh talking about uh something painful uh is not painful for the audience mm. uh and and so that that's that's the process of of uh recovery and moving on that that right. we can uh it's not exactly stand up comedy um, but which is the other place where pain just pours you know right. from the stage um uh but uh neither is it uh a a a you know a, a brutal revisiting of of um uh uh trauma right and so did so what did you see uh, as you say you mentioned that this this came out your work this book was already kind of written sort of before before the pandemic correct mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and did you see a lot of uh, a lot of this as going through you know for the last 14 months you know we've as we've been kind of going through our own shared trauma with yeah. everybody on this as well do you see uh any of your stories, your, your personal stories and poems in here resonating for, uh, for people who, who might be experiencing shared trauma on different types of trauma, or is it more specific? I, I think that it can resonate for, uh, a, a range mm. of, of trauma, uh, because it is, it comes down to the feeling of being imprisoned or the feeling of being caught, trapped, oppressed and certainly those themes have uh have um had a lot of light sh um shown on them uh recently uh we're we're seeing light um on our own history our uh, as a as a country uh in ways that um were omitted or suppressed before and that um, that is a way that anybody who's experienced uh, uh, trauma can can relate to that the silencing right. is uh, something a lot of us can um, can relate to. Mm. I think and and what it takes to uh, find the voice and and to. Um, uh, acknowledge, recognize, validate, and uh, and move on. And, and do you see yourself as a, as a writer in this particular sense? Do you see uh, doing a children's book and then writing a and writing a book of, of poetry about trauma? What was the the direction that you had to take from, say, a from a not a publishing perspective, but from from a marketing perspective? Uh, how easier different was it between those two specific books uh it, not so easy and um very very different mm. um in the children's book uh world uh is also beginning to open up and uh books are being written 
for very young people about very difficult subjects mm -hmm. in in an accessible and age-appropriate way. And I'm so happy to be seeing that. I I tried to do that um, uh, myself a little with just um, gl just glimpses of um, the. Lucy's, uh, this in the children's book, Lucy's uh, life at home was not, it, it's just glimpses that it wasn't all, you know, mm. roses. She wasn't, um, it, it wasn't all roses. And, um, uh, and, and to be able to uh, find something that is, that is uh, a bridge um, and her own path. Um, and the, the uh, book of poetry, um, th that world is also opening up to uh, um, things that you could do with poetry that you couldn't, um, th that were not published. They're, they weren't popular before, mm. but they're much more popular now. Um, so there are, uh, su there's subject matter that is um, more uh, acceptable now, and there is um, uh, a lot of hybrid form um, in in uh, poetry now, and it's it's also having kind of a uh, its moment of fame. Mm. Uh, poetry has become wildly popular in the past year. And, um, I'm happy to be in on that. <laughs> it's and it's interesting. So, like as a as a creator as an artist, did you? Was there ever a decision out of you know both stories to say, hey, this would make more sense as a children's book, or this would make more sense as a book of poetry, uh, to to say, and then also any of your other, since you've been a success in both genres, um, it does also give you that ability not to be kind of shoehorned into a certain type of writer, which is great right from the beginning. Do you see yourself? Uh, opened up to say, hey, uh, I might write a novel next, or I might do another children's book, or I might do another book of poetry. So like, how many, how many things are, how many is it called on the whips, the work in progresses? How much do you have mm -hmm. spinning in your, spinning in your background right now? It, it is a, uh, it, it's a, a constant um, mm, uh, practice for mm. me to uh, stay focused because uh, there, there are so many things that would be fun to do. Right. Uh, what I, it, there are children's books that are being written in, um, in verse. It's basically poetry, but it, it continues right. into a longer narrative. Uh, and so there are all these hybrid forms coming up and it's, it's uh, very, very exciting um, it goes with, I think, the the mood of of uh, the world that people are opening their eyes to uh, seeing things that are uh, not so boxed and categorized anymore. That there's a, a blend, there's a range of of experience and um, uh, relationships that we can have. So I um I I would, if I could, uh, write another children's book. Uh, I had a lot of ideas about what what to do for that. But I'm, my focus now is more on short form poetry, um, mm. uh, haiku and those types, uh, senryu, tanka, um, the, the haibun, uh, there, there's a bunch of them, but they're all quite uh, short form. And so if I put another um, 
that that would be the next thing that I re really like to do if I could is mm. put out a, a book of uh, short form poetry. Would you do your illustrations on those? Yeah, I think I, I would actually do more. Um, there's another uh, form of poetry that is the uh, haiku um, uh, overlaid on a on a picture. I could do that or I could just illustrate with uh, more of my line drawings. Uh, it's fun to have a home for uh, something that that I really like to do. It's just these little line drawings. It's like, oh, but that's not an oil painting. That's not real art, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's what I do though. <laughs> so uh, it's it's really fun to to um, pair pair all these all these things and find find uh, niches and homes. And look, if you have other stores that you're willing, would 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 you ever like if you have like a, a an idea of like a, a, a script or a, a a children's book that you might be working on, would you say, you know, I don't have time to write and illustrate it? And would there's ideas of reaching out to children's book illustrators or going to, I got a good script here. Would you that, or would you also be reaching out to them and say, hey, if you have a somebody that's looking for an illustrator. I wouldn't mind doing that as well. Which would you be preferential? Do you like to do your own for both? I, I like to do my own because uh, I have such a visual background. Uh, there are some illustrators that I really admire, and um, they're probably out of my range for you know how, how uh, for collaborating uh, with them. But I've I've got a, a handful of illustrators. I would. I would just bow to if they wanted to um, do uh, uh, work work with um, my writing. Um, and every now and then, I, I I think, oh, you know, I could and, and little you know uh, line drawing pictures occur to me, and I I could uh, sketch those. So it wouldn't uh, uh, it would not offend me if somebody <laughs> asked me to to collaborate. Um, as either a, a writer or an illustrator. That's great. So where can, so where can people, if they're, if they want to uh, buy a copy of the lost grip or Lucy dancer, where's the, the best place they can go to get that? Your local bookshop. There you go. <laughs> uh, and if it's not on the shelf, uh, ask them to order it. Uh, mm. Local bookshops are, um, you know, local things in general are struggling. And uh, so the local bookshop here is uh, Bear Pond Books in Montpelier, Vermont. And uh, uh, going to your own would be just as good. Mm. And Rootstock Publishing, of course. And they, they have their, their, their list of books right there online as well, correct? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Perfect. All right, and you can check out uh, uh, Ava Zimmet. You can also go to avazimmet.com as well. And uh, Linktree as well, Ava Zimmet on Linktree. Okay, and you have a list of all of your things there. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's kind of, right. uh, I like the format. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> all right, well, uh, thank you very much, Ava. This has been fantastic, and it was, uh, it was a genuine pleasure chatting with you. Likewise, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Here.